Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? I think that was. I think that's it. I think that'll do it. Lars, what do you think? Yeah, I think that'll play. <laughs> this is the first podcast. I'm your host, Lars, as in go buy us some coffee. And with me, as always, is America's boyfriend, co-host Joe. Hey, Lars, how's it going? This episode is sponsored by Audible, as well as patrons like yourself. We'll go ahead and talk about that a little bit later. Now, Efrio, before the episode started, you were talking to us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, yeah. So, hi, my name is Efrio. I am a content creator. I do music on YouTube, but that's just part of who I am. I'm also a pianist and violinist, and uh, I work mostly as a collaborator and as a teacher. Oh, you're a teacher? I am. What do you teach? I teach private lessons for piano and violin. Cool. That's awesome. I did not know that about you. Yeah. And you've you've mentioned before that you studied music. You have a, a very well-rounded education, actually, in college. Yes. Um, so I have a bachelor's in both piano performance and violin performance. So that's uh, two degrees that I got last year. Say that again. Two, two degrees in vi- you piano said- performance and violin performance. Okay. Yeah. And I will be returning in the fall for my master's in piano performance. What is it about piano performance that really inspires you? I would definitely say that, I mean, there's just so many things that you can do with it. Um, there are a lot of facets that fascinate me, um, not just the whole sort of solo piano aspect of it, which is preparing some music, really perfecting it and then performing it in front of people. But there's a whole wide array of things that you can do with it in terms of collaboration. You you get to play with all sorts of instruments and just being exposed to different types of music and genres mm-hmm. and just different sort of settings. I think that that's something that really attracts me to what is about a piano performance. Do you have a favorite pianist throughout history? Um, uh, that is really good. Not counting me and Lars. Oh, Not- yes. Yeah, what's your favorite pianist? <laughs> um, you have a, a favorite, you have favorite peanut brand? My favorite peanut brand? Non- no, you don't have to answer that. But- I mean, uh, there, there's the one where it's, uh, I mean, the only one that I'm aware of is the one with the baby peanut now. Mr. Peanut? So, yeah. The, so I don't think that's the name of the brand, Joe. I think, is it Planters? Planters. Planters, yeah. yes. That's the only one that I'm aware of. And what's your favorite peanut butter? Uh, my favorite peanut butter? Jif. Got to get the creamy. All right. Now that we've distracted you from your favorite pianist, I think we're ready to move <laughs> on to the next question. Okay. <laughs> Unless you wanted to answer it. I mean, uh, the one that comes to mind right now is Vadim Kolodanko. He's from, he's a Russian pianist. And I mean, he's still playing today. And there's something about the way that he plays that is very inspired that, you know, I get inspired whenever I see him. Can you sort of give us an imitation, it, it, just using your voice? 
Um, <laughs> just joking. Well, I, uh, I can do an impression of him. So once he did a performance and uh, backstage, he wanted some, uh, he wanted some, I think he, he wanted some to drink. And so he just went up to one of the stage and was like, uh, yes, uh, I want, uh, I, uh, I want some uh, mint tea. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Reminds me of a chess player for mm. some reason. Did he, mm. Do you know if he played chess? Ooh. I don't know, but I would not be surprised if he played chess. Lars, what were you, you were going to say something. Yeah, have you guys heard about all the chess drama at the moment? No. Ooh, yes. <laughs> There's chess drama? Yeah, yeah there actually is. Yes. Yeah, because like, chess is on Twitch now. Which it is. It's a oh. weird sentence, but it's true. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so Efrio, I'm not aware of what his name is, but he's this dude who's broadcasting on Twitch all the time, right? Yeah, GM Hikaru. Yeah, so there's like some drama because, okay, Joe, are you aware of who Magnus Carlsen is? No, well, it sort of sounds familiar, but not really. Yeah, he's like this chess grandmaster and he's pissed because like um, Twitch is apparently taking over the official oh, yeah, streaming, yeah, yeah. the official channel for chess now. And it's like he swears that like chess is being ruined. Yeah, uh, Hikaru is like one of the fastest growing chess streamers out there. And mm-hmm. The, the big person that he actually kind of sort of streamed with but also mentored is XQC, who's like a huge streamer. And the chess community, at least the elitists in the chess community, are getting super mad because his Twitch streams are getting more traffic than their normal chess tournament streams do. And so, and then whenever he directs them to the chess stream, the audience usually gets pretty, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, twitchy, like <laughs> very memey, lots of poggers so on and so forth and they start they don't like that so they start banning people which is Incredible. odd because they wanted more traffic and he's giving them yep. more traffic um, and they aren't doing anything like out of the ordinary this is how streaming today works so you know it's interesting this is a very interesting situation so the whole world of chess is like being turned upside down at this point kind of yeah I mean I've tuned into Hikaru's chess streams they are very entertaining mm-hmm I used to study chess. Um, I actually oh, studied here we go. under Grandmaster okay. Anthony. Here we go. <laughs> I studied under Grandmaster Anthony, who I met at a Starbucks. Yeah, Joe's grand... Okay, so so Joe has this uh, quote-unquote grandmaster friend of his named Anthony, who apparently he doesn't remember his last name. I don't know if I ever knew his last name, to be honest. That's never a good start to any relationship. What? You know all your friends' last names? I don't know all my friends' last names. Apparently, this Anthony would lure kids into a Starbucks. And we were kids. Them we were in college. Don't make this out to be something that it's not, Lars. I hate how you always pervertize the stuff. Well, Joe, I mean, it was he was an adult grooming you with chess strategies. I was an adult, too. So it, it, he wasn't grooming me with chess strategies. We met at the Starbucks to play chess. He would be like, here, have some drinks. I, I didn't. Sometimes, he, in there. sometimes he bought us like KFC and stuff. Mm hmm. He taught us how to play chess. There was nothing weird about it, Lars. You're, you're... Well, at least it wasn't Long John Silver's, because that's just a red flag. <laughs> so he, t- uh. he would, he, he would, he taught me uh, how to play chess, and I. No, but so we looked him up on Arrow at one point. Like it, it, Joe apparently said he had like a twenty five hundred on the ELO score, and that's apparently what he that's said. like that. That's not even like high enough to the point where it gets ranks. So. <laughs> oh, it isn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't remember. Spe- I, I, you know, it's fine. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. really, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's talk about something other than chess for this episode. How did you decide that music was what you wanted to focus on? 
I mean, I got introduced to it when I was very young. I think that I had the typical sort of Asian upbringing. If you guys didn't know to those listening to me for the first time, uh, yes, I am Asian. Um, and I had the typical upbringing of getting started on piano when I was five years old and then a secondary instrument when I was seven. And that was literally every other kid my age. What was the secondary instrument? Violin. Which I oh so those were the two things that I ended up getting degrees in, but um yeah I mean it just it was weird I felt like because I started a little bit later than everyone so I always felt like I was a little behind and then there always comes a point around middle school where it's like maybe third or fourth grade when kids that are forced into things too young just start losing interest and so everybody just started dropping like flies and I was one of the only people that was left and so I felt kind of. I don't know. I felt like I was getting better and I could improve at my own pace. And I took a little bit more enjoyment to that. But I never really thought that I would get into, I guess, a music career until literally when I was a senior in high school, because I think, yeah, I, I was going to be a math major. Wow. So Asian. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to be a math major, but a lot of things just aligned. Like I, the school completely paid for me to go to school for both degrees so I didn't have to pay a penny there are a lot of really cool things that happened to me musically in my senior year like I got to go to Italy and tour with ah, my orchestra which was wow. really cool and I was a concert master which if you don't know is highest ranking chair and cool congratulations in on that. an orchestra yeah that was really cool um and then I like I, I won a competition I got to play in the biggest hall in the DFW area so there was just a lot of things that like lined up for me to be like, okay, I think music is something that I really want to do and I can see myself doing as a career. Do you have any advice for someone who doesn't know if they want to study music? Because yes. I know it can be difficult, right? Yes, it can be very difficult because I can say from personal experience, music is not the most lucrative profession out there. But if you're not sure, it's okay to be not sure. It's okay to be afraid and to look into things that are, I guess, more stable, but don't ever lose it. Always keep a, at least a foot in that door. Keep it open and keep doing it for fun. Keep doing it for you, because if you want to, if you want to uh, get better at something, it's just if you want to make a career out of anything, you really have to enjoy what you do. So if you feel like that you're keeping it up as a chore, then mm. that's probably not a good thing for you career-wise i think not a good sign yeah not a good sign lars did you have any did you have a follow-up question i'm just like drenched right now so it's it's gotten up to like 95 in huntington peach and it's hot yeah it got God. up to 95 here too where i am i Ugh. haven't seen the light of day since spring break in march so i don't know anything about outside temperatures <laughs> this is the absolute worst time yeah. ever to record a podcast I, I'm, a, I'm a little sweaty myself um, I, I actually do have one, like sort of one last question about. I mean, we could ask more questions about music, but I have one last specific. It was a comment, Ooh, rather. Plunk in mm -hmm. the chat says, "Turn on your AC." This is a podcast. You can't do that, but otherwise, <laughs> you hear the AC. The very, whole time. very sweaty. Very, yeah. very sweaty. Um, Yes. The Stephanie remix that you did in, mm -hmm. uh, in this video at exactly 14 seconds, my head started involuntarily bopping 
How do you make such great sounding music that causes the head to bop so aggressively with a rhythmic timing? Hmm. That is one of the most deep and insightful questions that I've received hmm. in, in, in a long time. And Let me demonstrate. Boop, boop, boop. I'm like bopping my head. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. I don't really know. I think it's just, I think part of it is I'm so immersed in music and what I want to hear. First of all, I only make music that I want to hear. Isn't that a little selfish? <laughs> it just can be. It can be, maybe. But if you, if, you, if you don't like what you're making, then why are you making it, right? So No, exactly. I only, I, I immerse myself in the types of music that I like to listen to. And I think Pogo is a really big influence in that way. Um, but just Pogo. immersing myself in... Pogo? Yes. Who's that? Pogo. Who's Pogo? Oh. Oh, wait. Pogo. One of your previous guests, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, he, he, we actually had him on uh, twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pogo, and I got to ask the, him a question, which was great. That was your premiere on the show. That was my very first time that I was on the show. Yeah. And now you have your very own episode. Yeah. This is kind of crazy. But just get immersed in getting immersed in the types of music that I want to hear. You can't help but, I, I guess, emulate the things that really, I know, I don't know, get your body moving, get your head moving. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've just had experience with this. Like, I wouldn't have come up with my Stephanie remix if not for all the remixes that came before it. So I think part of it is just continually to get immersed inside of the music that I want to listen to, but also getting better at my craft and okay. just being able to have a shorthand for how I work. And the shorter your shorthand is, um, the easier it is to get ideas out. And so I guess that's, that's how I came up with my Stephanie remix. It's really hard to describe how I come up with remixes because a lot of it is just playing around with sounds and just saying, oh, that sounds really cool. I really like how that sounds. Let's put that together. You know, what is shorthand? I'm sorry. What is you said the your shorthand, the better your sh shorthand is. Yeah, the better your shorthand. I always think of a shorthand as things that you already know will work. And so you don't have to go through that experimentation process again to know what works and what doesn't work. And the more that you do something and the more that you refine your art, you already know that there are things that you should definitely not do. And there are definitely things that will work and can boost you along in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. I, I have an unrelated question. What do you eat for sure. breakfast? What do I eat for breakfast? That's a really good Joe, question. Joe, this is a really uneconomical use of the 30 minutes. Let's, no, it's let's not. not. No, yeah. it's not. Let's um, really I mean, you not. don't have to answer it, but I think the audience would I mean, really appreciate it. I really love waffles. I right. love waffles. Waffles. Okay, let's, let's leave it at that. Yeah, I, I was I was just gonna leave it at that, Lars. You didn't yeah. take me for someone who wastes time on a podcast. <laughs> yes, every fucking week, every week. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, please. All right. So, Efrio, you've actually done some work for us on the podcast in terms of music. And Indeed, I, think we I should have. talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I stumbled upon your podcast around the same time that you were doing your second Pogo remix, uh, as we mm -hmm. said previously. He meant to say your second Pogo episode thought that too late for him to re-record such as life and i don't know there was something about you guys are probably some of the realest people in terms of podcasting not saying that other podcasters aren't genuine or aren't real whenever they talk about it but it really did seem like that you guys were just bouncing ideas back and forth and having a good time and not really caring about getting the next hot take 
you know it just thank you and so that's something that i really admired and so but I, i i did what i usually do which is every time that there's a new show or a new podcast i listen to i always go back and listen to the theme and I actually know Commander Deej mm. uh, from the previous Pogo server that disbanded, and we now mm. have a new Pogo server. Our cool. agent TJ. Yes. I was familiar with his work and who he was, and I thought that his theme was really cool, but I also thought that I could add some more stuff, put my own little twist on it. You could do it better. Well, that's, you said it, not me. So. <laughs> well, you implied it. <coughs> <laughs> right yeah i have enormous respect for his theme and i just wanted to do something that felt very wholly unique but also in the same vein and something recognizable to the first podcast so i've been doing i think in the last couple of months or so i've been doing this thing where i've been creating complete tracks completely acapella meaning only using my voice and my mouth and not using any instruments or electronic vsts plugins so on and so forth. So I just started recording. I listened to the beginning sort of vocoded part, started layering voice after voice after voice. I think we got up to at least a good 80-something voices by the end. So that's a good 80-something tracks um, mm-hmm. in the final remix that you hear sometimes as the intro for this podcast. Wow, crazy. Yeah, I tried to mix it up a little bit. I use it on some episodes here and there. It's one of those things where it it's like, the TJ track is is the main part of the show. But oh, yeah, every sure. once in a while, slide in a little bit of uh, italics, you know, like right. a little something, something. Yeah, it's yeah. But I do I, I wanted to call you out on something because I do notice that every time that you do use my version of it, you don't really credit me. You only credit Teach. You only credited me the first time on Andrew Huang's episode. So. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, OK. I need to add that, actually. Mm, yeah. I <laughs> just wanted to point that out. Um, I don't really care, honestly. I just, I, I thought that. Well, is... if you didn't care, you wouldn't have brought it up, good sir. <laughs> I mean, you should get credit if, since you did put yeah. a lot of, a lot of, a lot of work into that. No, somebody mentioned previously about this whole idea of vocals and instruments clashing, which uh, I'm not sure if I want to get into that in pure detail, but I kind of also want to get into that because the whole story is a bit juicy. Okay, well, before that, before we start yes. that, if I have a confession. So you know those notes at the end of the episode, like after we link the the creator in question and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's all copied and pasted. Like, I don't actually go through manually each time, so I'll have to update that. Mm. So that's why that is. Like, mm. I'm not intentionally being like, fuck if you. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. I, I know. Doth protest a little much, Lars. Yeah. No, nope. I mean, you guys Just have been amount. such big supporters of my work ever since from the very beginning when we first started. And, you know, from that collaboration on, I think that you guys have been very supportive. Mm-hmm. You're a great artist. I appreciate that. You bring out the best of the people around you. I try to. Speaking one last time about the theme, I did notice you earlier before this episode started, you were noodling around on the piano and you happened to play kind of a cover of the theme. <gasps> Joe, yes. did you hear that? You, I don't think no. you were here for that. No, I didn't hear that, but that's fascinating. Yeah, it was really good. want me to play good. a bit? Because uh, there's a piano right here. Oh, would you? Do you mind? <laughs> All right. Let's see. Wow.
What do you think, Joe? Just a little something. That was incredible. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you for thank you for playing that for us. No problem. It's it's like you know how there's the jack of all trades, master of none. I think it's the other way around for you, dude. Uh, He's the jack of no trades, master of all. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Are you saying he's the master of all trades, jack of none? No, I'm saying that he's he's not mediocre at anything he does. He's like he he, he knocks it out of the park every time. What does your work area look like? Is does um, that play a role? Kind of. I mean, uh, right now I have my microphone here, which is connected to my laptop, which is to the left of my piano. And there I have all my lights, my recording sort of set up and stacks and stacks of music for when I teach. And then to my left here, I have all my violins. So I can count four violins, I have a guitar, I have more music, shelves of more music. Yeah, just kind of surrounded by music. But this is wow. like this little close-knit mic, computer, recording equipment, piano. This little close-knit unit is where I do most of my work. Interesting. Sounds very organized. You're immersed in what you do. Uh, you should see it. It's it's not that organized at all. But I mean, the side that is, is is that is facing to the camera is quite organized. Got to keep up the, you know, the the image of the nice organized yeah. teacher, especially for my students. That reminds yeah. me of my dad, who's like, he does work for universities. It's like really high level stuff where he's organizing engineering departments and stuff like that. And he's conducting most of his work on uh, Zoom calls at the moment, obviously, because of the because California's still in the quarantine. And so he'll he'll be dressed really nice on top and pajama bottoms on bottom. It's it's that kind of that's kind of era right now. Oh, yes, for sure. Efrio, you were saying something before we interrupted <clears throat> yeah, so somebody mentioned earlier about this whole Jesus. idea. Sorry, wow. Um, oh my god, no, I just uh, <laughs> I had, was eating peanut M&Ms before this and one of them got caught in my throat and for some reason it waited for half an hour and then crept up. And uh, so, Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. So somebody had mentioned... <laughs> somebody had mentioned... Joe, yeah. Somebody can, had can mentioned you, this whole I all oh my... Can you keep the eating and drinking to a minimum during the episode? Uh, I, you guys I really don't want to hear water. the big juicy story that I'm about to tell you. I do. It's just Joe. It's no, just like I do. <laughs> continue. Continue. Okay. So Jesus, somebody had criticizing um, me so harshly, Lars. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh my Efrio. god! Stop. Okay, everyone, stop except for Efrio. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. Go ahead. So somebody had mentioned earlier about this whole idea of vocals and instrumentals clashing, which has been kind of a meme among the supporters and fans of mine and just colleagues and peers. Um, but the whole idea is that it started from another acapella thing that I did, which was a acapella edit, which is basically the same thing as what I did for what you guys did. Um, but for Do You, which is one of the pogo mixes. And I had posted that on SoundCloud. And uh, I'd gotten some great feedback. Pogo had uh, actually given me some really great feedback. He really liked it. And then I got this uh, comment from, uh, for sake of privacy, uh, I will call him Mike. Mike uh, had commented on my video uh, saying something along the lines of, oh, it was really great, but not really. Um, and then proceeded to give me a lecture why. And I don't know, it became a little bit of a, juicy back and forth where mm. it was clear that he had not given me the proper amount of time to actually listen to my track because he started lecturing me about things that I already knew 
or had nothing to do with the track. Uh, things like, I know some really good VST plugins. Now, for those of you that are not in music production, VST plugins, meaning those virtual instruments that you can mm -hmm. use as synthesizers, that's precisely what I'm trying to skew away from, right? Whenever I do something a cappella, which is completely my voice. Um, and he started doing this long lecture about how FL Studio works, and I don't use FL Studio, about what VSTs I should use, which I don't use VSTs, about very basic mixing things, which uh, if you look at his actual comment, were not factually informed at all. And then, but I, I feel like I, I guess, addressed him politely and just allowed him to say what he was doing. Uh, like allowed him to say what he wanted to say and then started trying to cut off the conversation. He just wanted to keep going, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I had to pull out the big card, which is, hi, I go to university. I have a production professor and uh, he works for Nickelodeon and MTV and he's won all sorts of awards. And uh, you clearly don't know what you're talking about, to which point he was like, no, that's totally right. That's like, yeah, your, your mix was really good, man. That's just something that. I think in our pet peeves hmm. episode that we did a while back, that would have been a really good thing for me to kind of vent in that episode. Well, you snooze, you lose. Yeah. 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 Well, um, who was this guy? Where, um, he, he was, he was a Pogo fan. Oh, okay. And we are part of this sort of Facebook fan group, which, you know, that's red flag number one. Right. But I mean, uh, the people in this fan group, tend to be really, really respectful and love remixes in general, are very supportive of people doing pogo covers, people doing remixes of their own. And so this kind of just came out of left field. And I think a lot of other people that were witness to that conversation can agree that that was not the time and place to get into that kind of conversation. He just volunteered his, his opinion? Yes. Um, and I don't mind people volunteering their opinion. I do mind when they don't listen and they want to push something to the point where you feel like that they just want to know that they're right. You know, he's yeah, he's just trying to validate his his own. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I but I, I try to keep a very humble mind. I love it when people give me constructive criticism. But I, I have to say, like in one of my earlier remixes, I think it was like my first or second remix when I remixed the movie The Polar Express, which is a movie, at least for me, very dear to my heart. I, I look back on it now and a lot of it is very strange, very uncanny valley. But I got very good constructive criticism from Andrew Huang, who said, this is great. I really get good Pogo vibes. He had no idea who I was. Mm. And, and he said, but I think you you mix a lot towards the low end and that thing and that can uh, make things a little bit more cluttered in your mix and so from then on i paid a lot more attention to how i mixed it uh, how i mix things the types of frequencies that i liked to support and to take out and then uh, was helped along immensely by the production course that i was taking in uni as well but i mean yeah everybody it's great in production because everybody is so different and everybody really supports each other. Like whatever weird stuff that you come up with in your DAW in Ableton or in FL Studio or I use Reason, whatever weird stuff you come up with, I think everybody sort of accepts and wants to help make it better, but also recognizes how hard it is to get there in the first place and the creative inspiration that it took to get there and the very unique creative mind it took to produce something like that. 
A lot of Efrio simps in the chat right now, I noticed, by the way. Just, like, tons of people defending your honor. That's great. <laughs> That's That means a lot to you. That means a lot to me. I wonder mm. what happened if we, like, jokingly said something to insult your honor. What would happen in the chat? Like, just something simple. Like, Efrio's not the absolute greatest of all time. He's, like, the third greatest. Yo, screw you! Screw you! He's the third greatest! <laughs> Efrio smells like beans. <laughs> see what people say it'll be a someone says ooh, it'll be a bloodbath ooh, never ooh. so so what the fuck you, Lars? i don't know if you guys intended to set that up but i don't know how how it became a thing but everybody is a bean now in my server my discord server is oh. called welcome to the bean um oh, everybody yeah. everybody's a musical bean um we love the beans all sorts of oh. beans so yes uh is i that take what you that, have for i take that as a huge compliment um, that you said that oh. I smell like beans. Do you have beans for breakfast? Is that where that comes from? No. So I have a friend. His name is Ethan. And uh, basically, we met because we were helping out with the same recital um, at our school because we are in the same. Uh, we we are, uh, I guess, colleagues, peers, classmates, if you can call it that, uh, at the same university. And so uh, basically, the way that we became friends is we pass by each other and he turns to me and goes the beans and i turn to him and go the beans and then we became friends and that's exactly how we became friends and and everything about what i do now is Magical. about beans now so oh, it's beautiful yes i had beans for breakfast this morning that's why i asked oh that's wonderful that is a that is a wonderful rendition of that of that story i i've heard that story told countless times throughout it's really timeless yes what <laughs> I get around. All right, Joe. Your obsession with beans, by the way, Efrio, it reminds me of this this one member we have on the server who um is obsessed with boars. Joe, do you remember that? Do I remember that? Of course I remember. How could I forget? Yeah, every episode we would ask the boar question. Yeah, so on the Discord server at discord.t1podcast.com. Discord.t1podcast.com. We had this member named Retro Nemo who I've never seen someone who is so singularly devoted to the topic of boars. He has a Google alert. Yeah. Like for when there's a new article about boars. What? I can't imagine your life being surrounded by the topic of boars just as a person. I would very much like to know what that man's life is like. Like just sit mm-hmm. in his shoes for a day. Sit. Well, they're probably made of boar, boar skin, boar leather. I know he's from Argentina. Are there a lot of boars there or something? Does, do they interact with the humans a lot? <laughs> I mean, apparently. Is it like an Australia with the emus yeah. thing? Or Can someone in the chat confirm this? Yeah. Are there a lot of boars in Argentina? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. We're, we're, should we, should we, You're right there, Joe. <laughs> we're just past the 30-minute mark. Should mm. we wrap it up soon? Wrap it and tap it. What do you want to do? I can uh, ask a like one more question or something, just a silly one. Joe, why are you being so awkward and twitchy? You're just just, just stick with me, bud. You got this. I've been um, <laughs> Efrio. Would you rather have three extra hours per day or one extra day at the end of the week? Three extra hours per day. I don't need my week to be longer. Okay. I thought that was going to go a different direction. I have a follow-up question. If yes, you sir. did choose one extra day at the end of the week, what would you call it? Mm, I'd call it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, boy. Yes. 
We should just end it there. No. Oh, we can't. We can't. How do how would people find you if they want to find your stuff? Um, if they wanted to find my stuff, uh I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Efrio. I also have a SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash Efrio. And uh I have an Instagram, which is at music of plus. And apparently a YouTube video version of the first podcast remix is coming any day now, someday, maybe. It is. Uh, if you don't mind, I just want to promote something really big, which is dropping tomorrow on my channel. Uh, I don't think it will. It will already be up by the time mm-hmm. this podcast is out, right? Yeah. But tomorrow of the time that we're recording this, uh, I'm actually putting together a pretty big collab with a couple of my friends where we're covering a Pogo song. And so mm. we got a couple of them are actually in the chat. We got EAH Music. Um, we got Sleepy Boy. And we got uh, Tiny Minuet. And they've helped me out immensely in this pogo collab which is done entirely acoustically so i'm doing piano and violin we got ah on percussion sleepy boy on guitar tiny menu out on vocals it's pretty dope um, cool. highly recommend you guys check it out and that'll be on your youtube channel yes sir by the way speaking of killer bean in the chat i hear there's like a new killer bean thing coming out have you guys heard of this no no do you guys watch killer bean mm, also no no okay. Killer Bean is incredible. It's like this guy who used to work on the, I think the animations for the Matrix or something, has made an entire animated series about this James Bond-ish kind of assassin-ish bean who goes and fights other beans with guns and like really cool effects and stuff. And he goes and kicks all their asses. Have you guys even heard of this? I have not heard of this. And that sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> like it's it's on YouTube for free. Huh. If you look at the pictures that people are posting, that's Killer Bean. Huh. He has like these two golden guns. And... Yeah, I I am not up to date on these memes. Oh, I have seen that. It's incredible. I know Ooh. the character. Mm. I highly recommend it to, to anyone listening to this. Go look up on YouTube. Go look up Killer Bean and just watch. Efrio. Yes. You're saying you haven't been following along. I haven't been following along, unfortunately. I quit the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the first podcast. Welcome to the first podcast. Welcome to the first podcast. The first podcast. The first podcast. Welcome to the first podcast. The first podcast. The first podcast.